0: What's going on, y'all?
1: Welcome back to the Cold Seat Podcast where the seats are cold, but the takes are hot. We've got our first edition of the twenty twenty-three mock draft Monday series for you guys coming in today. We'll do six mock draft Mondays leading up to the NFL draft on April twenty-seventh. We're got really to get this kicked off. Before we get started, we'll kinda of add some context to some of our picks here. Um both of us have updated a few of our positional rankings that we've kind of put out um over the last what nine-ish weeks. Um crazy that went by that fast since we started in you know late January and Already through the combine, already through spring break, um, already done with all of our, uh, position rankings on the mock draft Monday. So, um, with that, we'll get a couple of our updates in here. Uh, I believe I've got, uh, I think, let's see, I've got six, but three of them are on the same position. You've got, uh, four and two of them are on the same position. So, um, should get started here in a second. I'll, I'll let you get the, uh, the first update here on your mock draft or rather on your, um, on your position reports before we get to the mock draft.
2: Yeah, for sure. So. I know I had a tough time with my receivers rankings trying to figure out all what I wanted to do and, and what order over the past month or so. Uh, and I ultimately landed on Jackson Smith and Jigba being the wide receiver one in this class. Um, obviously, you know, his combine helped that with his three cone and his short shuttle, um, both elite, elite times, um, just showcasing his elite change of direction ability and, um, and he made some nice plays um, on all the different routes they had them running up there in Indianapolis. Um, so he moved to wide receiver one. Not much to it. Uh, just like him all around. And I think he'll be the best receiver on the board. Yeah,
1: for sure. I'll stick with the receiver group here. Um, and I'll go with my update to my receiver board. Um, I had originally, I, I believe I'd had uh, Quentin Johnson at wide receiver three with Zay Flowers at wide receiver um wide receiver four um I flopped those two bumped up Zay to wide receiver three um actually I believe I had wide receiver five with uh Jalen Hyatt at wide receiver four if I'm not mistaken um but I flopped those around moved Zay Flowers to wide receiver three Quentin Johnson to wide receiver four and Jalen Hyatt to wide receiver five um mainly off the fact that after watching more of Zay's tape um it's really clean I think it's it, it think what his floor can be is better than the floor of what Quentin Johnson and Jalen Hyatt can be. Um I really I, it's not that like I moved Quentin or Jalen Hyatt down. It's more that I just I bumped Zay Flowers up above both of those guys. Um kept Quentin Johnson ahead of Jalen Hyatt. Um just because I think again, I think there is a huge bust potential with what um you know with what Quentin Johnson can become. But again, the wide receiver one upside is it's undeniable for him. I mean the the what he can become at the next level is rare in this class. Um, you know, I think he's one of the only guys you look at that and go, "Man, he's a total physical specimen." Um, one of one in the class and a class with not a lot of big receivers. So kept him at Forge because that upside. Um, and then with Hyatt, uh, bumped him 9 to five because I wanted to keep Johnston ahead of him. Uh, I think that with Hyatt, you know, a little bit of bust potential. I think that where he's he's being a little bit overrated at times. I think what he can do. Um, you know, I think he can succeed in other ways in the NFL. I think when you go back and watch more of the tape, it's hard to see on tape how we can he, he can succeed outside of the slot and outside of just being a burner because of what Tennessee did with him. Um, a lot of kind of a ball of clay, um, but we'll just kind of see where that goes. But didn't want to bump up Zay Flowers. I feel like he's the most complete part me of the three, but I did keep. JSN at one and Jordan I at two, despite – not a great way in and combine from Addison, but I think his four four five four speed's plenty fast for me.
2: I like it. I'll get to my uh two edge adjustments. So Nolan Smith moved to edge four from edge five for me, and I brought in Keon White out of Georgia Tech. Um move him moved him up to my edge five on the board obviously this could all change I don't have Lucas Van Ness um on my top five currently but I really like what Keon brings a little a po- uh, good bit of power a little bit different from the rest of the guys uh for the most part in this class so I think I just like that move obviously still subject to change <clears throat> but Nolan White or Nolan Smith and Keon White um are the two guys that moved
1: yeah, uh, definitely like the Keelan White move for sure. Obviously, I had Nolan Smith at four, so definitely in support of that one. I, I definitely see the upside with Keon White. Um, similar reason I moved the guy to edge, four, or edge five for me, um, which was Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Um, I remember when we talked about him, I said, you know, I didn't really see it for him on tape. Um, you go back and watch a little more. Obviously, I mean, these rankings were early for us. Um, you know, and you, you learn more when you go on tape, and as the combine happens, you kind of go, Oh, like that, like for me, the combat isn't like, oh man, this guy's really fast, boost his stock. It's more like, hey, I saw this on tape, and does the combine match what I saw on tape? And I think with Lucas Van Ness, you go, man, like the explosive numbers were really, really good. He tested well like as, as a, you know, his 10 split was good. He looked really, really good in drills, which is a big one for me. Um, if you, if you look fluid in drills, go back to tape, it kind of pack, you know, matches up a little better and it kind of puts a, a couple, um, you know, kind of erases a couple question marks for me. Um, you know, listen, I think he's still a boomer bust product. Like he's got a lot to learn. Um, you know, I think where we, talk about, we talked about Tyree Wilson is maybe like a boomer bust or not like a boomer bust, but just a guy who's got a lot to learn and kind of a pass rush plan and he just needs to develop as a as a rusher and as a just an all-around, like, just a pass rusher. If you can be a specialist in that, you got to test it a little bit. I think the same can be said for Lucas Van Ness and the fact that he just needs to – he didn't get a lot of reps at Iowa, and that's not his fault necessarily. They – they were a team that rotated their guys pretty thoroughly and um you know i see the trades with nfl team so i wanted to put him at five because i think the ceiling i mean you've got to take into account ceiling with some of these guys in these rankings i mean the ceiling is sky high for lucas van you can put it all together so um moved him up to five moved him up to five um had a great media session as well so um good combine for him boosted his stock a lot for me um and go and go back and watch that table more you see the flashes and if you can get those flashes on a more consistent basis, you're looking at a great player. So um yeah, kind I of changed my tune a little bit on my tune
2: a little bit on Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, for sure. Another guy that could slip into the rankings for me. Um my final adjustment was uh inserting the Maryland corner, uh one of their two really good corners, the taller one, uh Deontay Banks. He's six foot two. He had an incredible combine, which helped with it. But he was just overall really consistent all season. Uh, You look at his stats, he didn't have the best stats. um, But playing in the Big Ten, he did a really good job with a a good corner across from him, and Jacorian Bennett, who's probably going to be a fourth-rounder. You know, Banks, overall, I like the versatility he brings. While he is a bigger corner, he did have some reps in the slot, and while he was better on the outside, uh, he shows that ability to be able to play in the slot. Being from Maryland school, I follow more... Than pretty much every other school but tech um i liked i obviously like maryland guys um but but honestly after the season he wasn't really talked about as much as kind of a highly touted guy and the more and more people you know evaluated him obviously saw him at the combine as kind of creeping up people's boards and corner rankings and i think it's a possibility he could go day one in the draft um whether he will or not i don't know kind of a fringe guy at the moment um that could always change but yeah i thought going into fifth round uh going over cam smith i just think he was a little bit more consistent than cam
1: yeah no i, I definitely get that um he, he definitely thought cam struggled when he wanted to get that number one assignment um got a lot to learn though he's a young kid um i think mean, corner is a position that you can learn a lot when you get to the nfl being around vets and being around in a different it, scheme is huge for corners and i think um they tried to use him a little too much as like a as like a big press man corner and i think that you know while he can do that well i don't know if that's his strong suit as in press man um i think he could be a little more benefited from a little more scheme versatility and scheme diversity but again um that kept him in my top five i actually subbed out clark phillips for deontay banks um watched more of the tape for i didn't watch a ton of banks before our episode uh, when we did corners um you know it's kind of a name that was slowly on the rise at that point. And I just I, I didn't have time to get to him. Um that was kind of all it was. And so I went back watched his watch his tape. Um really liked what I saw. I think when you look on tape and you see the athleticism, um, it's encouraging. And then he goes to the combine and blows out of the water. Um at his size at six two. It's encouraging. I think teams are gonna like that a lot of that especially after you saw obviously what Sauce Garner did he's elite athleticism. And even Tariq Wool on a bigger corner with really good speed, um good length I think teams are gonna see a ball, a, ball of, a ball of clay with Deontay Banks. He's still a young player. Um, like this game a lot. I think again, you see the upside with him, and you see what he can become. I think the floor is still pretty relatively high with him. Um, I do think the ceiling's much higher than that of Cam Smith, and I think that's why I've got him at corner four now. Um, top three stays the same with Gonzalez, Witherspoon, Porter. Um, pretty solidified top three there. Um, kind of in that in that order. I think. Uh, you know, going to be a big, big testing day for Weatherspoon on Illinois Pro Day pretty, coming up pretty soon, um, especially after his counterparts, uh, especially Gonzalez, when I had an absolute monster combine. Um, but again, the Weatherspoon's 40 times not going to move me that much. Um, but again, keeping with Deontay Banks at four, corner four for me, um, leaving Cam Smith in the top five felt felt right. um wanted to move Clark Phillips out. I just I feel like his role is a little too niche in the NFL. Like, I don't know if he's gonna be able to play outside in the NFL. Like, he did it in college. Um, but outside of Jordan Addison, who we played great against, by the way, Addison did play in the slot a lot in that game, in the games they played against Utah. Um, and I just feel like he didn't see a lot of elite talent in the Pac-12. Um, and I just, at his size in that frame, as dominant as NFL receivers are on the outside, it's going to be tough for him to play outside corner for me, at least. So moving him to slot full-time is kind of a new thing for him. That's why I wanted to move him out. But again, still love Clark Phillips. I think he's still a super high floor player. I um, just don't know what that ceiling's gonna cap out at anymore. You know what I mean? So um moved him out. And then I've got one more. Um, I know you don't even have any more here, but I've got one more here. Um, I flopped my tight end one and two. I moved Dalton Kincaid to tight end one and dropped Mayer to tight end two. Obviously, didn't get any testing numbers on Kincaid. I believe he's gonna run at Utah's uh, pro day this week. I believe Thursday or Friday, the 23rd or 24th. Um, looking forward to seeing that. Uh, frankly, the, the the combine numbers were never going to move me for either of these guys. When I went back and watched the tape, um, and man, the 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 Oregon game really sticks out to me for Kincaid. Um, my worry with him was was what he can do as a blocker. And I think when you go watch, the, I watched the Oregon game again. I watched a couple of those that I hadn't watched, and then I went and watched the Oregon game again because they they were the best front they saw, um, you know, in conference play. And there are plays where you go, man, like he he wins here as a blocker and when he doesn't win it's not for a lack of effort and for lack of trying it's it's more like hey like the technique's not great here it's a, it's not a great step here whereas like i feel like an nfl team can coach up technique and how to actually block guys as opposed to like i can't coach a guy to go wanna stick his nose in it wanna go throw throw you know throw his body at a guy i can't coach a guy to have grit give great effort um and i think that the more we see the nfl position at tight end as become more of a chess piece i think that the what Kincaid can do after the catch um and how he can run more of a full route tree to me makes him more valuable than Michael Mayer and I think expands his ceiling a little further like they're different tight ends Michael is your traditional you know inline tight end stick one end of the line and have him block down have him do whatever I just don't know if his route tree is going to be as full as Dalton Kincaid's in the NFL um, and again, that the tape that Kincaid put out is dominant. You just don't see guys do what he did in the second half of against USC where everybody in the stadium knew Dalton Kincaid's getting the football and nobody could stop it. Alex Grinch is sitting in the box at, at the stadium at, at Utah's home stadium knowing Dalton Kincaid's getting the football late in the game and they could do absolutely nothing. He, he could not draw up a defensive play to stop him. Nobody could. Nobody could stop this guy all year. So to me... That was huge for me, um, and again, I think it's just the what the upside profile is for Kincaid um, bumps him up to, to tight end one for me. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Um, would love the Chargers took him at 21, um, but I do still love Michael Mayer, and I think there's a pretty clear like tight end one, tight end two um kind of gap between uh two and three if there's a there's an upper echelon tier of mayor and kincaid and then you get to washington musgrave laporta who i think are all great tight ends by the way i love all of them it's a great tight end class um just think there's a little bit more of a a a less of a risk when you take those top two guys as opposed to uh when you get to washington and musgrave and those guys like that
2: no yeah i agree uh 100 i mean these rankings are Always subject to change any day, um, but we'll keep you all posted. If we do make any rankings week to week, we'll make sure to mention them before we kick off our mock draft. Um, but one more thing quickly to touch on before we do get the mock draft going is we had a little uh, shake up in the order of the draft. So a little bit ago, uh, probably like a couple weeks, almost uh, the Chicago Bears, they previously held the number one pick. They traded it to the Carolina Panthers. And what the Bears got in return was the ninth overall pick, the 61st overall pick, a 2024 first rounder, a 2025 second rounder, and wide receiver DJ Moore, who I think is a top 15 guy, um, you know, wide receiver one type that's really going to round out that receiver room in Chicago. And I think they're looking really good uh, personnel wise on offense. Obviously they need a running back after losing, uh, Devin Singletary, but, um, I mean, they can still get one, plenty of avenues to go down here in the draft, especially, uh, at the running back position, but yeah, just something quick to touch on. So the draft currently is going to start with Carolina and then Chicago's first pick will be at nine.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we kind of, we hadn't really talked about it much on our podcast, um, it kind of been a topic of conversation with everyone else. Um we talked about it you know between the two of us over text or sitting at a baseball game or whatever and we both kind of thought like does Chicago want to go past four like do they want to miss out on the blue chip of Willard, of Anderson or Carter um and then I think you look at the Jalen Carter off-field the field stuff and I didn't mention this in my in my prison rankings but I I moved Jalen Carter down my big board to 6. He was originally he was originally 1 I'm moving to six just because even though legal stuff seems cleared up, the question mark is raised of, hey, like, is this guy mature enough to be in the NFL? Like what? There's clearly an off the field issue and there's a a huge maturity issue with him. And you've you're taking a huge risk that you can make it work with him. And you've seen a lot. There's a lot of guys who. I'll use the Titans. the, The Titans drafted two guys with off the field issues and one worked one was worked out beautifully and one was maybe the worst first round pick ever. They take Jeffrey Simmons. And I believe 2017 in the first round or 2018 and ton off the field issues. Top 10 talent falls into the late, you know, late teens, early twenties. I don't remember where they picked him exactly, but he was picked much later than he should have been. He's one of the best defensive players in the whole league. He's known as a little bit of a dirtier player, but no off the field issues. He's had no, he's had no issues, you know, being on the field, ready to go with legal stuff, he's been good to go. Then you look at Isaiah Wynn, who there were question marks about him coming out of Georgia. You know what? There's off. There's there's immaturity question marks. He's got all the talent in the world, but he's he's immature. He's he's not ready for this. The guy was out of the league in a year, literally out of the league in a year. And then I, I think you look at Henry I mean, Henry Ruggs clearly had had a maturity issue that nobody really got brought to light until. It was too late. It was tragic accident. But again, we're looking at this question mark with with Jalen Carter, and I think, and I'll kind of come full circle with the Panthers here. Um, You know, I think the Bears, they go, man, like unless we go to two, we're probably not getting Will. You know, if we go to four, and Arizona's going to sit there, you know, Arizona may just sit and pick it and pick Will ahead of us because they know they can't get him later. So I think Arizona's, they look at that and they go, well. Well, let's just get the best, the best pick haul. And if Carter's there for us at nine, we'll evaluate. We're going to do our homework and we're going to evaluate and we're going to see. But if we're not comfortable picking him at, 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 at you know four, we got to move back a little further, which I think was what happened. And that's what they did. They go to nine. I think they're in a great position to either get tackle one, get offensive weapon one, whether that be tight end, running back, receiver, or they can pick the the best defensive player available, which could be a corner or could be an edge guy or a Jalen Carter if that's what they what they want to go. I genuinely I don't know who picks Carter. It could do, he could go at three to Arizona still. I I just I I broke it down to my dad like this when we were we were talking about it because kind of try I try to keep him in the loop with what's going on with NFL draft stuff. He didn't really look, but I I'll talk his ear off sometimes about it. And you know I said to him I said it reminds me a little bit of what happened with you know Trayvon Walker going one where. The Jags may have been one of 32, in the fact that he was one on their board, but they picked one, and that's how the, that's the reality that we live in now. He went one because they were the only team that he had that had him at one. But guess what? They picked first, and they made the pick. So we, I mean, Arizona could be the only team in the league that would take him in the top five. But if the, but if they're picking top five, like that's what's gonna happen. Um, the outlier could be among the top group. So, um, you know, obviously very different situations and scenarios. But I think like on principle. If the outlier lies at the top of the draft, that may just be what happens. So, um, I, listen, I hope that Carter – it works out for Carter. There's a huge human element that we're missing with this. You know, the pro day comes in and has a terrible pro day. He's overweight, doesn't look good. He's out of shape. We're obviously missing a human element of just the the mental side of what he's going through. It's I can't even imagine. It's got to be unbearable. Dealing with the, the death of, of a teammate and a friend and then probably something he was very close with in – and um, I believe the young lady's name was Chandler, who was driving the car, Um, the UGA football staffer. So it's like it's got that that's tragic in and of itself for somebody. And then the fact that he was maybe implicated in that. And then the fact that, you know, he's got to he got to live with that. And then it comes out at the combine. I mean, it's it, it's it's a ton of stuff that I'm not excusing his actions of driving 104. But there's a human element that I think is being a little bit lost in translation that I want to shed some light on. When I do talk about, hey, like he's down on my board, like it's recoverable. He's going to have to go in and nail these interviews and nail these one on one workouts. And again, I'm, 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 I am I'm, hope all the best for Jalen Carter in this situation. I just think that right now, this is just, this, the reality that we're living in. And then that's part of why the Bears moved down all the way to nine. Like we talked about, like, hey, don't move past four, but they felt comfortable to do it here. And um, there's kind of some clarity in the top of the draft before we get started here.
2: Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, But we're going to have... So the way this is going to go is we're going to have two minutes per pick. Brady's going to have the odds so he'll kick it off. I'll round it out with the evens. We're going to alternate. Obviously, you know, top two picks or so uh, we're not going to take the full two minutes. But as soon as one of us makes our pick, the two minutes starts immediately. Um, So it's going to be constantly running clock um, just like it is in you know the real draft so we're gonna get this thing going here um i think we pretty much got everything ready to go doing this on the fly uh nothing prior but yeah um are you ready
1: I'm ready to go i will just b- before we start trey turner did just hit a grand slam in the top of the eighth to put the u.s up two runs in the world baseball classic um that just happened i literally yeah. had it up on my phone i was looking at it um but no let's get it rolling here let's get it started um i'm gonna go odds on this one did the chargers pick odd ravens pick it's great that they pick back to back so like whoever has odds everyone's getting you know what i mean We're i'm gonna pick for the ravens at some point and brett will pick for the chargers at some point we're going to change this exercise up a little bit but we figure the first mock we'll keep it we'll keep it standard here um i'm going first pick with the panthers here I'm up on the clock two minutes i guess it started um I'm gonna go with C.J. Stroud again. My as you know, we we did the episode a couple of days ago. Um, Bryce Young's my QB one, but I think with what Frank Reich likes, I mean, you look at the quarterbacks he's dealt, he's he's worked with, um, namely being Phillip Rivers. You know, worked with him for a long time in, in San Diego before they moved to L.A. Um, worked with Carson Wentz. Um, that, that, those are the two big ones, right? Those are the two big quarterback names that he's worked with. Um, obviously he had luck. I did. I think he worked with luck in Indy. Um, and then he, and then obviously he worked with um, Nick Foles in Philly, and then worked with uh, Matt Ryan. All those guys are bigger quarterbacks. I think CJ is a bigger, bigger quarterback. I think he prefers a pocket passer as opposed to a kind of a creator, more of a point guard, like I talked about with CJ versus Bryce, the kind of the play style difference. So, gonna go with CJ Stroud here at one to the Carolina Panthers. He gets sets up nicely for the Texans at two, who app- apparently love Bryce Young. Um, trade back could be in play for Carolina to go back if they like Stroud more and they know. Houston wants Bryce, they could move back to two and they could get pick up, you know, what are Houston's what are Houston's picks? I think they have a second rounder. They've got 33. So yeah. this flop picks and give him 33. Carolina could do it. For this mock, we're gonna stick with the pick at one and let him pick CJ and and I'll let you go with uh, with two here.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh that leaves me with Alabama's quarterback Bryce Young. Bryce uh, heading to the Texans does seem likely. Uh, obviously, it seems like CJ and Bryce are going to be the top two picks regardless of who's picking. Um, while there were talks that Carolina could trade the first overall pick, uh, it doesn't seem likely. And it seems like Houston's going to be number two regardless. So I'm going with Bryce. Um, like you said, seemed like they liked him. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryan's the first-year head coach who was previously defensive coordinator on staff with the San Francisco 49ers. Seems like he wants to start fresh. He wants to get a quarterback. Um, You know, let D'Amico have his guy for a few years before you really reassess. We've seen, you know, Houston go one and done with head coaches um, the past two years. Granted, they were in their upper 60s and I think D'Amico's maybe late 30s. Um, Definitely, I think this is time for a new culture here in Houston. And I think they'll be really happy with the selection of Bryce Young.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, D'Amico's 38. Um, they got to stick with him. I think I think this is the right pick. I think it's time to get the quarterback. No more punting. No more waiting. They got to pick at 12 to get a defender or an offensive line. They got to pick at 33. So time is now to pick a quarterback for Houston. Up on the clock with Arizona at three. I know Arizona wants to move out of this pick. Is what it sounds like. Does Indy want to move up to four? Move up to three to ensure that nobody moves up to three real quick because I because they because I think Arizona wants out. But if but the caveat, if if I'm if I'm Frank Ballard on the phone um with with Arizona, I'm saying, hey, you want Will Anderson, you can't get him at seven. Flop with me to go to four for a third for a second rounder, and that's it. Is that something you, that you think Indy wants? You're you're picking for Indy, so is that something you want to do or do you want to kind of gamble here? I'll stay at four. All right. Um Personally, I don't think Vegas is picking a quarterback this year. Um, I think the Jimmy the Jimmy G signing being a, a multi-year deal with long-legged guarantees, I think they're going to wait. I don't think they're going to want to take a quarterback. Um, and I think Jonathan Gannon does not, does not want – I don't think he wants the leftovers. I think he wants the first defender off the board. He knows how valuable it is. I'm going to go with William Anderson here at three for the Cardinals. Um, while I do think this like a trade could happen, I think right now, I don't I don't think they, they don't want to miss on Will Anderson. And I don't know if they're gonna be comfortable with Carter with a brand new GM, brand new head coach. Like those are those are teams that don't pick risky players. So I think they're gonna stick and pick here in this situation. Although I, I would look for a straight up if if Ballard and, and Jim Merce get desperate to get a quarterback. And feel like there's pressure to move up to three, they could do it um, for 33. And I think Arizona would do it maybe. I think that Arizona will 100% do it.
2: For sure. I like it. It would have been my pick if Arizona was staying at three. Great pick. Uh, You know, first defender off the board. It's likely that it's going to be that way. Super productive college career, especially as a sophomore in 2021. But with the fourth pick, uh, the Colts are on the clock and they do have a lot of needs, but the need that kind of supersedes them all is quarterback. And if they're picking here at four uh, on draft night, then they still don't have a quarterback. And so you look at your options and it's between Will Levis, Kentucky's quarterback, or Anthony Richardson, Florida's quarterback. And I think in terms of how they can develop um, quarterbacks, obviously neither guy I think is a day one. But in terms of development with a higher ceiling, I think it's Anthony Richardson so I'm going to go with him. Um going to go with AR-15 to the Indianapolis Colts at the fourth pick. I think this will be beneficial and I think his play style will open up the offense more.
1: Yeah, um, I like it. I think Shane Steichen coming from, you know, and in Philly, I think when you look at the similarities um, between Jalen Hurts and both of these quarterbacks, honestly, because they, they provide similar profiles, um, I just think with what Shane Syken wants to do. I, I've seen Shane Steichen's offense um, with Justin Herbert, and I think that um, I think there's more to work with with Richardson. And I think that the Colts got to swing big, and this is the biggest swing you can take in the draft is taking Richardson. So I like the pick for them. Um, definitely a gamble, but you have to. Chris Ballard's got to do it. You're, the other thing is you're locked in with a, long, with a longer leash with Richardson than you are with Levis. I think it's the big one um, for for Ballard, right? Like they, they, they've they got to figure it out. And if Ballard misses the quarterback, he's out. But again, if you, if you take Richardson, the clock's a little longer for you than it is for Richard Levis. So like the pick there for, for Indy going Richardson, um, got the Seahawks up here at five. They will not be moving out of this pick. They, it's the luxury to pick here. They're going to stick and pick for me. The dilemma is, do they go with Tyree Wilson? Or do, do they go with Jalen Carter? Um, you know, personally, I, I Genuinely, I don't really know how this front office is going to operate, um, but I think Pete Carroll is going to – man, this is tough because I, on one end, I don't think Pete Carroll is going to want to deal with the issues with Jalen Carter, but at the same time, I think that he might feel like he can, he can rein him in and, and kind of help him out, so – Um, real quickly, I'm trying to pull up the Seahawks' for agency moves. I just want to see what they've done. Um, they, Draymond Jones. Okay, we're gonna go Jalen Carter then. They signed Draymond Jones to a big deal. He's a run stuffer. Um, yeah, gonna fill a similar role as Tyree Woodo. I'm gonna go with Carter there for them again. I, 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 personally, right now, I wouldn't pick him there. I think it's high. I think for a front office and and a coaching staff that's. On the hot seat, that's a bold decision, but the talent's undeniable so I'm gonna go with Carter here at um at five for him and uh Seattle takes the gamble on, on with the hopes that uh you know the veterans in that locker room and, and Pete Carroll can kind of rein in Jalen Carter and um kind of get him right off the field
2: yeah, I agree uh I think that pick is you know while people th- might think it's a little high uh, I think it's a really good fit for him. I think they've always been good at developing defensive guys. And I think he'll have a pretty big role on that team. Um, I think they'll help him out with the off the field stuff. I don't think it should linger too long, um, after he's drafted, hopefully. Um, so I like it, but the sixth pick on the clock is the Detroit lions. And they could go a lot of different ways. Um, they're really good at positions and really bad at some positions. Um, but it's tough. They drafted Aiden Hutchinson in the first round last year. Um, you know, they had Jeff Okuda, who they spent the third overall pick on and I believe, 2020, 2021. So it's tough to pick between. I'm leaning towards defense. Um, obviously, Tyree Wilson is on the board. Christian Gonzalez is on the board.
0: Between
2: those two, hmm, I think I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez just because they spent a first on an edge last year, and I think Gonzalez offers them something, you know, that Okuda doesn't have. Okuda's a little bit shorter. Gonzalez is a bigger corner, and I think he's the best corner in the class. So I'm going to pin him to the lines at six.
1: Yeah, I, I listen. I get it. Um you know, they've made a bunch of moves and they've kind of set themselves up to do whatever they really want to do. Obviously, I mean, listen, the Cam Sutton signing, it does not take corner out of, out of, out of play for them. Obviously they paid Cam Sutton $11 million a year, but they, they need more than just that. So if they feel like Gonzalez is the best player on the board for them, they're going to take him. Um, I said that I don't think Vegas stay in a quarterback and lovis is here for him at seven, but, and I'm going to let you kind of, make sure this seems like a fair trade but i think tennessee titans would move up for for will levis here they're only going up five picks i think with this board i don't know if vegas can take an edge player because they've just spent so much money on
0: to me it's either they trade down or they draft witherspoon here um
1: And, you know, we're going to take Witherspoon because then you're going to sit and pick. I don't know if the Halls gonna be good enough to get down to 11. Um, yeah, I'll go with Witherspoon here.
2: I was just going to say, um, I do think it's probably better off that they stick and pick. One, because the Hall won't be it as much as what they want because I don't think the Titans are going to offer everything the Raiders want just to move yeah. up five, four spots. So. I like the Witherspoon pick there at 7 for the Raiders. Um, But 8, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock, and seems like a pretty easy pick to me. Um, On to go Tyree Wilson, edge from Texas Tech. They need help all on the defense, obviously. Uh, They got Jesse Bates, they have A.J. Terrell, um, but they need an edge, and they need one pretty badly, so... I'm going to give him Tyree Wilson, super versatile, uh, can rush from all different uh, alignments. I really like him going there. Um, I think this is a pretty reasonable spot for him.
1: I'm doing a trade here then. Um, Chicago already moved back once. Um, I think Chicago would benefit from moving back again, really because (laughs) who they want at 9, I don't think goes at 10. And I think Tennessee is motivated to do this, because there will be teams that will be calling Chicago to, hey, we want to get up and I don't know if, sh- like, Chicago wants to tackle I think. And they can't go past 13-14 to get a tackle. While Tennessee needs a tackle, they can get one at four. I think they can get an okay enough tackle at 41, or they can go sign somebody. I think this is when you get a quarterback. They've got to move on from Tannehill soon. I think 11, I think 72 gets it done. You go. You move up you, you jump up two picks a third rounder is more than worth it i think the premium you pay is is going to work out um i think chicago do this in a heartbeat too all
0: right
1: so that's what i'm going to do here tennessee goes to nine i'm not i didn't want to do a bunch of trades in this mock but again i think if this is a situation we're in on draft night titans have been aggressive in the past all right um they made the move They they traded aj brown to get an extra pick last year so um here, I think that they, they, it's easy. They, if they, this is the situation, they're drafting Will Levis at, at nine. Um, they could play the they could play the game and wait. But the problem is, I think that Hallie Roseman would uh, would move back anywhere in the draft if you wanted to. If someone's calling him to get up to ten, shoot, he'll move back wherever he wants if he gets a good value and a team's going to be desperate enough. So, um, I think Tennessee gets ahead of that. I think they go ahead and get the quarterback. Um, they only give up a third-rounder, which is, frankly, it's yeah, that's a that's fine. Um, I think they kind of roll from here, and th- they view this next season as a rebuilding season.
2: I agree. I like that pick a lot, uh, getting Levis at 9 for the Titans. A little bit older guy who did a plenty of college experience um, and playing in a really big conference in the SEC. So I like it overall. But with the 10th pick, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. They got this pick from New Orleans in a, just a pick trade last year uh, before the draft, right around this time of the year. They could go a few different directions here. Um, tough to say exactly. Obviously, um, if you haven't been following along, they re-signed a couple uh, corners. They re-signed Fletcher Cox to a one-year deal. So I'm not sure if like, they go... Can I float something to you? Yeah. Well,
1: Brian Branch to replace
2: CJ Gardner Johnson. I was thinking about that. I was saying not sure if they go corner. Um but they could go they could go branch because like you said, he does have a similar role to Gardner Johnson. I was also thinking um Kalijah Cancy, but that would be pretty high. I don't think that would work. But I, like Listen, branch overall. I would Branch get-
1: I'd get can see and I'd understand Brzee here. Both of them. I upsides there. You work with Fletcher Cox. I mean, any D, any D line that I'd be behind here. Um, I think it's a hair early for Joey Porter jr. And I think considering they just signed Bradbury and Slade to, to, to deals. I don't know if they take corner this year. Um, I just, I figured I'd float branch cause it, it literally fills the same role. Um, but I just, I don't know where your head was at.
2: Yeah. Um, I was thinking Branch just because everyone else, the value and fit doesn't match up uh, quite as well. So I'm going to go with Branch. Brian Branch, uh, kind of the do-it-all defensive back from Alabama. I love it, dude. Brian Branch is a stud.
1: He's one of my favorite players in the class, top-ten player for me right now on my big board. Um you know listen i I get it. it it's a great pick for them um it's not a it, people are gonna just call it a reach it's I don't think it's a reach in any by any means um and that just feel like it's a damn good football player, which is something that they do every year um but you got the Chicago Bears up here at eleven after moving back from number nine with the Tennessee Titans Titans go up and get will Levis. um gonna be tackle here I'm gonna go ahead and take Paris Johnson jr. I think that again while i my tackle one right now is Broderick Jones, and that, again, could change. Um, you know, I, I actually have – I've not gone back and rewatched tackles because, frankly, the Chargers aren't taking one. I was going to wait to do that in case they didn't re-sign Pipkins, and they did. So, um, I'll get to it eventually. Um, Parrish Johnson Jr. obviously had a great combine as did Broderick Jones, but I think I think Parrish is the first tackle off the board. He's a little bigger. I think a couple – you know, it's less projection than Broderick Jones. So, um, Parrish Johnson Jr., um, while my heart tells me to pick Bijan Robinson for the bears, I think they've got to get Justin Fields a left tackle first. They have to, uh, they can't get one later as much as they'd like to wait. They don't have their second round pick. They have the Ravens one and say, which is a little further back at what 54. Um, they got to take a tackle here and it's going to be Paris Johnson Jr. For me, I think it's the safest tackle pick. Um, don't know if Skoronsky meets their, meets their length requirements. Um, their thresholds. I have no idea. Uh, What Ryan pulls is where his head's
2: at, and he's going to go Paris Johnson Jr., though. I like it. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr. is my offensive tackle one in this class, and with the 12th pick, Houston Texans are on the board, and I'm staying in Columbus um, heading to the receivers, and I'm going to take Jackson, Smith, and Jigba to put him on the Houston Texans with Bryce Young. Um, And that's pretty much that. The Texans need a receiver. They have Brandon Cooks, who obviously, ugly contract, could be traded, probably won't be unless it's on draft night for a lower pick than the Texans initially wanted. Uh, but Jackson Smith and Jigbutt is a really good fit here, and I think he'll be there for him.
1: I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Um, I think what Bryce does and what JSN both do best, and they complement each other's skill sets really, really well, um, when you watch the tape, JSN comes back to the ball really, really well. I think he runs the scramble drill. Well, Um similarly to Jordan Addison. That's a great strength of Jordan Addison's game as well. But um, JSN is a clear wide receiver one in this class. Um, I love the pick, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big JSN guy. Um, so I'm, I love the fit in Houston as well. Um, especially if Brandon Cook stays, I think he might he obviously want it out, but again, um, different regime, obviously playing for a guy like D'Amico Ryans, who um, players absolutely adore and love. So, um you know kind of the the mood should change there a little bit and um if it does i think um yeah i think cooks could say i think i think Jason's a great compliment next to cooks um but with the jets here at 13 am gonna go off offensive tackle um I thought about corner but at the end of the day like they, they've got to get their best five on the field um you know i'd go skaronski's i think he's up their alley but again I don't know what Joe Douglas looks like, looks for in tackles. Obviously, they took Mikai Becton, who's a who's a, just a freak of nature. He's an absolute he, monstrous human being. So I'm gonna go with Broderick Jones here. Um slots in at left tackle. They have no idea what's gonna go on with, but we don't know what's happening with Mikai Becton. And Becton can play, great. Broderick can play on the right side and and AVT can play guard. Um we just we just don't know. So um, getting Broderick there for them gives them a tackle. They get their best five on the field. You allow, you know, AVT to play at guard where he's at his best. So, um, yeah, the tackle at 13 is kind of chalk for the for the Jets, but that's where they have to go, especially if they get Rodgers.
2: I like it a lot. Um, you know, Broderick Jones is a guy that I really, really liked, and I think he's really versatile. Um, just like you said, he can play, you know, guard or tackle and be pretty good at it, I think. Uh, I'm gonna keep that going here. You know, the Patriots are up at fourteen. They signed Juju Smith Schuster uh, to actually not a bad deal that uh, when the final terms came out. I think it was about just under eight a year. And I'm gonna go Peter Skoronsky out of Northwestern. Um, him going to New England. I've thought about a little bit over the maybe past week leading up to this mock. I like it a lot because they do have. I believe Trent Brown at left tackle. Um, You know, Riley Reef at right tackle. Really nobody notable outside of David Andrews at center. I believe they drafted Cole Strange in the first round last year, Um, so they might get some um, heat for taking OL in the first round back-to-back years. Uh, They were picking much later last year. Strange is strictly interior offensive line, whereas Skronsky can play guard or tackle. He probably slots in at right guard if I had to say um you know Cole Strange played left guard this past season obviously with Andrews at right or at center uh Scrantz he can play at right guard he can also take over at tackle I think he's better than Trent Brown or Riley Reif so um he's kind of a do-it-all guy that plugs a lot of uh holes or weaknesses along that New England offensive line more so than maybe some other teams
1: he's he's such a Bill Belichick player you know what I mean Um, Mm -hmm. I love that pick for him. Again, get the best five on the field, whether that's a tackle or whether that's a guard. Um, Thanks, is an awesome guard. Um, So I like the pick a lot there for him. Um, Up here with the Packers, oh, man, this is tough. This is one where, like, I I genuinely don't know. Um, But Jordan loves the quarterback. I don't know how committed – Brian gunther is going to be to getting him weapons. They just lost Lazard, um, who was wide receiver one for most of the year until Christian Watson kind of figured it out. Um, still got Romeo Dubs. Something they can wait on a receiver. My question then kind of pivots to tight end. Do they take Michael Mayer here, or do they go with a defensive player? Oh, um, man. I'm going to go with Lucas Van Ness um they they've not drafted tight ends or receivers very high i think it's a deep tight end class deep it's a deep enough receiver class for them to get one where they want um to kind of get that bigger bodied receiver later on like an at perry or a or cedric Tillman. obviously this isn't a two-round two mock but um could see them going with a cedric tillman or an at perry uh, third round ish and kind of getting their tight end maybe in the second round um they go at the upside of lucas van ness i think he fits their profile really really well um You know, Nolan Smith doesn't really fit that. I don't think they like bigger edges. And I think that they're going to like the traits of Lucas Van Ness better than the traits of Miles Murphy. So that's why I went with Van Ness here.
2: I like that. Um, Kind of, you know, Van Ness is a guy that I think could slot into uh, kind of that mid tier, the first round. While most people are thinking he's going to be a back half guy. you know, he's a guy that his traits are pretty not unique, but like specific to I feel like him more than more so than like other guys have like kind of universal traits. Um, and some teams could bet on that more so than others. And I think the Packers are definitely one of the teams that could. Um, Packers, obviously, looking, they love
1: they love traits, dude. They love it. They lo- the NFL loves traits. They're gonna love his traits, and the Packers love traits more than the average team does.
2: I agree. I mean, obviously you're looking for an X to replace Lazard. And I mean Quentin Johnson's really the only X, and I don't think if they I mean they would be the team, but I don't think they do here at fifteen yeah. to, uh take Quentin Johnston. Yeah.
1: Wouldn't it be hilarious just, though if they did? Wouldn't it be funny uh, if like the first season after they take a receiver or they take Michael Mayer? Could you imagine? You know how would be. God, it'd be just a cruel world that Aaron Rodgers would get to live in. But they're gonna get an extra second for him this year. So they're 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 gonna have a chance to take two weapons in the second round.
2: Right. All right, 16th pick. We have the Washington Commanders. Um, last year, they took Jahan J- Jahan Dotson in the first. Two years ago, I believe they took Jamin Davis in the first, uh, which has actually panned out pretty well. Uh, he's played better than they thought, maybe not first-round caliber still. Um, but he's played pretty well. And so when you're looking at the Commanders, They signed Andrew Wiley from the Chiefs. They have Sam Cosme. Um, So I think their O-line is pretty, well, not, I mean, set, but they're just not in a spot here to take offensive linemen. And so, then you look at, okay, do they want a linebacker? Well, they have Jamin Davis? Could they go an edge? Because you're looking at the edge room, and they have Chase Young, who hasn't been too healthy, and obviously you took him three years ago in the first round. I mean, that was three years ago though. I mean, we see teams all the time, take guys in back to back years of the same position group, let alone three years apart. So I'm leaning towards edge. Um, I think I'm going to go miles Murphy. I think that's going to be my pick here for the Washington commanders. Um, you know, I think bringing in a young guy on that defense will be beneficial. And while you probably want to get him a receiver, um, I like Miles Murphy slotting in on that D line. They do have. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Because they have. I still have Montez Sweat. I know who I'd pick. They here. do.
0: They do it still wouldn't have Montez be Miles Sweat.
1: Murphy. I'd be so taking Joe to... Porter Jr. for them. They need a corner so bad. PFF doesn't have it listed. They need a corner so bad, though. Who do they. They don't have anybody. Like they they haven't really invested a lot of picks in that though. Like that's the other thing. Like they haven't picked I'd be picking a corner for them. I'll here while you contemplate, I'll give you the extra time on this one.
0: I guess um, they have Kendall I'll Fuller. I'll pull up their they have Kendall the Fuller.
1: Who's was the other guy. Well, our lads has their they got Kendall Fuller, Benjamin St. Juiced, and their Nickel corner is Danny Johnson. Kendall Fuller is not getting any younger, by the way. They have, Cam- no, no, they, they just signed Cam Dantzler after he got way, he got caught in Minnesota,
2: which is Yeah, tough. I'll go,
1: I'll go Porter. Okay. Cause I think you can slide Fuller into the slot, into the nickel. I, Danny Johnson's, listen, no disrespect to my boy Danny, but come on. Come on. He's not 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 moving the needle for me. All right. That's that's the thing with, with my guy. So mm-hmm. I like Porter there. That's the pick I would have made. I just the talent there is undeniable. I think they need a corner really bad. Um again, they they could have gone. I, I don't I don't dislike the, the pick of Murphy. I just think that in an edge class that's fairly deep, um, they could probably get a guy like Felix Anadike, Anadike Uzama or um Atabare from Northwestern. They could have gotten him maybe later. Um, sure. just like the value here at corner as well, but Pittsburgh Steelers up on the clock at 17. Um, going to go with Anton Harrison here, They need a tackle, they could go edge, like, you know, no Smith seems like a fit as an outside linebacker spot, but Cam Hayward's still there. TJ Watts still there. There's rumors of a Bud Dupree reunion. If he got after he got cut in Tennessee. Um, don't know if he does it. Again, it would mean he'd have to take up a little bit of a pay cut, maybe. I don't know what his market looks like. Kind of this second wave phrase is gonna clear up a lot of these questions for us, but they're committed to Kenny Pickett. They have to be for the next three years. You've got to give him a left tackle. They have they've had horrible offensive line play across the board. Really haven't invested in the offensive line much. So I'm gonna go with Anton Harrison here. My tackle for, I believe your tackle four as well. Um, yeah, your tackle four. Um Guy that hey, listen, D- Darnell Wright makes a lot of sense here. I think the NFL likes Darnell Wright a lot more than most people are. like. I think Darnell Wright's going to be a top, t- you know, thirty pick. People are talking about him going later. I just they need a left tackle, and and Darnell Wright's not a left tackle. He's a right tackle. He succeeded really, really well at right tackle, and they they had to move him back over there. He really didn't play that well at left tackle as a to right. So I think he's a right tackle in the NFL. I think Anton Harrison. Um, I really like the tape a huge ceiling for him athletically and just as a player, he's a young guy still um, got to invest a high pick at 17 in the tackle position for Kenny Pickett, I think.
2: I like it. Yeah, that's, I mean, I would have gone tackle there. Um, So top four tackles are off the board. Next up we have the Detroit lions. They just lost Jamal Williams signed David Montgomery. Um, I mean that can go a lot of different directions here. Like I said, they took Hutchinson last year. They took Christian Gonzalez at the sixth pick in this mock. I don't know if they go back to defense. They do have a really good offensive line, actually. Um, pretty much all around. And I don't think I would take DeWan Jones or Donnell right here. So then you're looking at receiver. Um they have Monter St. Brown. They don't really have anybody else. So I think I'm gonna go to the receiver position and you look at the receivers on the board, Monra St. Brown is kind of a guy. He can play X or Z. I think he's about six foot. Um, But I think I'm going to go Jordan Addison. I think Jordan Addison will give them, you know, a solid Z who can really align wherever, but it'll also allow a Monra to get better matchups, allow him to be a true X. And while he's a really good receiver already, I think he'll be better um, with a more solidified role. And just some other town in that room,
1: and not a pick I would have uh, would have guessed. Um, it's it. This puts Tampa in an intriguing spot here. Um,
0: man. Um,
1: I'm trying to think of who they've what edges they've taken. I know they just took Joe Tryon Shainka. Not worked out for him very well. Um believe they drafted them at 32 in 2021. Um the debate here's Nolan Smith or Miles Murphy for them. Um and I, I don't know which one. I will pull up their I, I just real quick want to see what their depth chart looks like because this does change a little bit of the stylistic preference. Um I don't follow the Bucks very much. Um
0: sorry um so i has how's matt here let's
1: see Shaq Barrett yeah they they probably go with Miles Murphy because they play that uh that odd front that 3-4 yeah. um i think Miles Murphy kind of provides a little more although i say that but i think Nolan Smith's a, a perfect 3-4 defensive end and what does Shaq Barrett defensive what does this contract look like
0: i'm gonna go nolan smith i'm gonna go nolan smith i think the nfl is gonna like the traits better um and i think that he
1: profiles similarly to what they have um not too closely what they have where it's like you're redundant but i think that he's a little smaller he's a great run defender and I think he provides a little more day one versatility than Miles Murphy does. And I think that they like a bigger defensive end on the inside. Whereas opposed to having Nolan on the outside. And I don't think Miles Murphy plays that role. I mean, I don't think he's a wide, wide player. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Nolan Smith there.
2: I like it. I like the fit. I like, uh, you know, him learning from Barrett and try on Shienka, Um And hopefully he's the future on the edge there for the bucks. Um Pick 20, the Seahawks are up. Man, I mean, it's enticing to take Murphy because this is a guy that's been mocked to him at their fifth overall pick. But I with them... Do it. I mean, with them Logan taking Carter, they, though... They, yeah. Nah, they could
1: do it. They, could, I think they, do they could.
2: It. But Here's they the deal. It's so You're, bad, but, like...
1: Make the... Like, Uchino Noosu had a good year for him. Dude, make the strength of strength. Get better there. That, that's, that's, that's my thought.
2: That's what I was thinking, but at the same time, it's just tough doing the same position group in the same like both in the first round but
1: honestly the, the only other the only other place they go like to me it's zay jones zay jones zay flowers i don't want to just zay jones it's zay flowers or it's or it's edge
2: that's right I, yeah i was thinking like kind of a receiver three or edge and
1: i mean yeah, i they think ma- the Dra- value
2: is too good they paid draymond jones though i know but like
1: i know i know the, this is tough. This is the beauty of doing the mock live though. We get we get a chance to have these conversations, which are oh, let me just what how do they, how do long they go, is
2: do they go Michael Mayer? Oh,
0: that's a good call out.
1: Who's their tight end right now? I'm pulling up their depth chart. They have team like team. they have like Will Disley
2: and Noah Fant.
1: They li- they oh no, they won't then. They they nah they don't go Mayer yet.
2: Yeah, I forgot. Because they like Disley fan. and they
1: like they like Fant. Yeah, you're right. They don't go with him yet.
0: Well, they're fine on O line. Um
1: Thanks. They don't
0: I hmm. well, then they go to the corner. This is tough. Yeah, it is tough.
1: Anyone want to trade up? Ooh, Jacksonville wants to trade up. 24. I know you control Jacksonville, but I'm going to intervene. Jacksonville wants to move up and get a corner. They want Deontay Banks.
0: Is that out of pocket? Ooh.
1: Or is there anyone that wants to get Quentin Johnston over you guys? I don't think so. Because he's not going. Tell me no. he's not going to 21.
2: I don't think so. Ooh. Yeah, I like, the Jack- I like Jacksonville.
1: Because I think Seattle would move back here. They got their premium pick. They sit in here with a dilemma like, hey, we don't know if we really want to pick a receiver. Like, to me, JSN's a, a, is the JSN's the perfect receiver for this team. But unfortunately, he's not here. He went way earlier. I think that's what's going to happen in real life. So I could see them moving back. Or is there a team that You're wants saying
2: Seattle?
0: Yes. One more thing. Would Buffalo go get ahead of the Chargers to get Bijan? Because Eckler's not
1: back in Los Angeles next year. Like, Echler's gonna, Eckler will be on the team. Now. I think he's going to be on the team in 2023. He will not be a Charger after that.
2: Did Buffalo sign a running back at all?
1: No. I mean, they drafted James Cook, but they don't.
2: So At least Devin
1: Singletary left.
2: Naheem Hines and James Cook.
0: Yeah, I like it. Is the,
1: I mean, think about it. The Bills would be aggressive to do that. Although, do they, do they pick a running back back-to-back seasons? Early.
0: I mean, James Cook was a late third, wasn't he? He missed second. Let me see. Hear the keys tapping on He's a second round pick. Stuff. If a team wants
1: Bijan ahead of the Chargers, they have to go up and get him now. I don't know if a team does that, though, for a running back.
2: I mean the Cowboys. They just they just tagged
0: Pollard
1: though. I know. Everyone wants to say everyone wants to put Bijan on the Cowboys as if they didn't just tag a running back. Not happening.
0: The Eagles. Nah. How how ain't moving up for a running back? That'd be the Bills? Yeah. But, doesn't have to be. And the Bills make the most sense out of the, all the teams. I don't think the but Bengals. The Bills-
1: no. No. They could, but I think they find a way to make it work with Joe. I think this Joe Mixon contract stuff is his agent trying to get him a, an extension. That's what I think. The running
0: back market sucks. Right. Just tough because the Seahawks. This is this is where it gets fun, dude. It's the twenty. It's like the late teens, early twenties is where it gets interesting. Like
1: the
2: Bills could do it, but they did take a running back.
1: So then they probably don't. They probably sit and pick. They have other needs to tend to. Yeah. The Bills need to improve that offensive line before they get a running back. Fair. They also need to. Re- they also need to replace linebacker.
0: Let's do this Jacksonville trade to get a corner.
1: They're desperate. They got their that secondary got lit up all year. Even against the Chargers, they didn't. The secondary. You don't didn't think play Seattle
2: well. could take a corner?
1: No, I th- I think they wait. I think the corner class is deep, and they wait. They can get one at twenty four. Like, if they want Cam Smith at 24, they can do that. Or, like, what picks does Seattle have? Seattle's got 37. They have 37. They don't need a corner yet.
0: The corner class is deep enough. Right. So, 20 to 24. It's probably a third. Yeah, 88 will get it done. Yeah, I
1: think 88 does it. All right. But, yeah, 88, that works we're wrong sue me um banks yeah that makes sense for them right
0: yeah yeah all right Deontay
1: banks charges are on the board and they're gonna take let's take Bijan robinson i think they like their tight end room right now enough um to wait on one and again i think that Kellen Moore's influence on that pick is going to show. Um, they've also, frankly, the Chargers have been a team that's always taken, granted, like, the best player available has fallen to them. Like, Rashawn Slater fell to them. Um, you know, they picked Derwin James, who fell to them. But, like, they're a team that all, that typically always just picks the best little player that kind of fits, someone fits a need. Um, like, Zion was one of the best players on the board last year when they picked a 17. So, um, Bijan, like, personally, I don't think Bijan's there at 21. But in this mock, as we went through it, none of what, we didn't really think like, hey, this team's gonna take a running back here. Um, like I'll tell you right now, if if Chicago get the, get the tackle figured out, they're taking. There, I think they take Bijan. But for the time yeah. being, they don't. So um, Bijan goes twenty one to the Chargers, and I am crying tears of happiness on draft night.
2: Hey, I like it. Um, this is tough for me. We got Miles Murphy on the board though. Now, granted, we did draft Ojabo,
0: and we you know who to you know who to pick here. You know who to pick. We we're staring. He's staring us in the face. He wears the same colors. But they did. They have to. Oh, How do they have to? Which receiver do they like the most? It's Quentin Johnson. It has to be. They need an X. Yeah, they can get one later, though.
1: Do you take Zay instead? I mean, I like Zay better, so do you, but what are the, Ra- what are the Ravens going to do? The Ravens have been burned by small receivers.
0: Does anyone want to trade up? <laughs>
2: um because Cam Smith is the best corner. There's Miles Murphy, but they took a they spent a first rounder on the edge in 2021 and a high second in 2022. So they can't do that
0: again. How far you want to go back? I don't know.
2: Maybe uh do the Saints want to move up for anyone?
1: I was about to say I was about to say New Orleans. Yeah, I was like they might want some. I was about to say I was about to say New Orleans for seventy-one because because they are very aggressive. They're not going to yeah. give up forty, I'll tell you that. Right. So if you want to bargain with me, because I I can turn to New Orleans. See so if you want to bargain with me and try and get more picks, we can talk. But I'm I'm offering you seventy-one.
0: Let's see. Let me get the Saints pulled up. So you know seventy one is a about a ninety five point value for you for the Ravens. Uh, Yeah, I'll do it. Right. Saints.
1: I'll pick for the Saints here since they were 29. You 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 just pick three in a row here for yeah. I got you. that 29 for the Ravens. Um, I'm taking Miles Murphy for the Saints. Edge run has already happened. Um, Miles Murphy's a great player. I think this is a move the Saints would make, being aggressive. Um, I think their offense is fairly set. For the time being. Um, there's no really an offensive player I think they would take here. They they already drafted receiver high last year. I think they are committed to Taysom Hill at tight end, I think. I don't think they'd taken Cater Mayer. So I think Miles Murphy here for them at twenty two uh makes a lot of sense for a Baltimore team to move, that is probably looking to move down in that situation too. Yeah, I like it. Although um, they should have you know, although they should have just taken Quentin Johnston.
2: Yeah,
1: and filled I mean, the receiver need. But I don't like Instead it. Instead of trying to take
2: At Perry so, in the third round, I don't like it. I know so.
1: you're, t- I know you're taking At. If this was a three round mock, we're sitting at Dan Law Field at Rip Griffin Park doing a, th- a three round mock in between innings, you'd be taking At Perry at 80- 85, 86.
2: Yeah, probably.
1: But... <laughs> I-, I like At Perry. I think he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I do. I like him. Um, I got minute- I got Minnesota here at twenty three again. Since I'm, I'm back up with yeah, the odds. Go ahead. Um. Man, Minnesota's a hard team to pick for um obviously they lose they lose a corner um but in the same breath, like I just don't really love their uh I don't love the corner board. like I don't think cam Smith's going here Dude, what is Minnesota gonna do here this to me to me this is like where Minnesota gets a little bit interesting um only because. They can go a lot of different directions here. Um, you know what? I'm going to go Quentin Johnson for Arizona or for Minnesota here.
2: Fill the Thielen role. Yes.
1: Yeah. For the kind of the, he can run the big slot if you want him to, but he can kind of play outside. And, and I think getting him and kind of just placing him on the outside lets you move Justin Jefferson wherever wherever the heck you want to move him to. Yeah, Quentin Johnson allows you to do that. I, think.
2: I like it. Updating the order. Keep
1: keep them in the purple here. Here, I'll, I'll get that way. You get your pick for uh, Seattle here. I got you.
2: All right.
0: And all right.
2: right. Let's See. So you got Johnston's for the got, Vikings. Yeah, you got you got Seattle here. I got I got the mock order here. I got you. Seattle up on the clock here at.
0: Seattle's up here. Twenty four. And interesting decision here. Got to think. It they, they might be tight end. Here it might they be. Fanto. They got Fant, though. Like, where else do you go? Ooh. I don't hate Zay Flowers. I like Jalen Hyatt here, too, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna go Zay.
1: Yeah, I like Zay here. Yeah. The Giants are pissed, but they're the Giants don't want a slot receiver anyways. They already
2: gotten too many receivers. The Giants?
0: Yeah. They I feel like
2: they I feel like they signed like three dudes. The Giants are taking Michael Mayer right here. Although you know what? Maybe they're they got Waller.
1: Oh, duh! I'm stupid. They literally just traded for Darren Waller. God, I'm an idiot. It's late. It's this is the, this is the second podcast we've recorded today. We're going back to back. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, for everyone that's listening, we recorded we are recording the mock draft on Saturday because I got I have a I got a test Monday. I got to study for. So I'm trying to get this done out of the way. Um, I'm a good Jalen Hyatt then. To the Giants. Right? I mean, they got to get all the receivers they can. They need a deep threat. Yeah. Unless you think they Well. Man. Nah, they're not taking a guard here. They don't have a. They need a center. They moderately need a center. We're going. We're going with.
0: uh. Well, what about Edge? Real quick. Well, you know, Wings
1: defense. They did just take it last year. That's true. No, you're right. You're right. They're going to go. I'm going to go Hyatt. I'm not going to double. I'm not going to second guess. This. I'm going to go Hyatt. All right. I'll go Hyatt because I think that they want they want a receiver that can take the top off. And they don't really have that in fairness. Like, they just don't. So we'll rock with Hyatt here. And they get to stick it to
0: the Giants who wanted Hyatt at 26. So, you know. I like it. Receiver run. Yep. All right, so the Cowboys are up at 26. They go a few different ways. They do need a receiver. But, if I recall, they lost Dalton Schultz. And so yeah, I think Stewart, what I'm going to do... Give him a tight end. The question is, which one do they like better? Kincaid. Probably they probably know a little more about Kincaid.
1: Well, I just I just think that. Well, actually, no. They like my Ma- they like Mayer better because that's what McCarthy's offense caters to. Take a lot of the tight ends that they had in, in Green Bay with McCarthy: Mercedes Lewis, JerMichael Finley, were the two with the two big ones. Those were those were big body guys who blocked. And it's it's McCarthy's offense now, so I.
0: Yeah, but then Schultz. No, no, I know, but that that was Kellen Moore's offense, is what I'm saying. That's true. That's true. We'll go Kincaid to the Cowboys.
1: Whoa, I thought I just talked to you into Michael Mayer to the Cowboys.
0: What
2: happened?
1: I mean, I mean Mayer. What happened? What
2: happened? I mean, going there, Mayer.
1: Mayer? Mayer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm up with the Bills. It's an interesting one. Um,
1: I'm gonna keep it kind of boring. I'm gonna go Brian Brzee. I think they the interior defensive line there could be a little better. Actually, you know I'm not gonna go Brzee. I'm not. This is osiris Taurus. That's osiris Taurus. Brian Brzee is Osiris Taurus. Never mind. I wanted to go Brzee because I thought that they could use the defensive help, but that offensive, that offense was terrible at the end of the year. They were they were gassed. They were tired. So I'm gonna go Torrance there for them.
2: And they lost oh, um they lost Cody Ford. And yeah, they
1: lose Cody Ford too.
2: Someone else. I mean, they really don't have anyone don't on the o- they, line. Well other they signed
1: than- they signed Connor McGovern, but that that, that doesn't that doesn't move me. Yeah. Again, they lost Cody Ford. They do need now, unless they have a guard that I don't know about.
0: Maybe I'm just dumb. I don't but... believe they do. I don't believe they do. I need something it's other up. than our lads because our lads is just killing my laptop. They don't. They have Ryan Bates,
1: who I don't think. Probably not. Probably not gonna I don't think old Ryan's keeping his job in this situation. So we'll go with uh thought about Darnell Wright, but I, I think uh we'll go with we'll go with Torrance. All right.
0: Well the twenty eighth pick. It pains me.
2: Well you have to give him Kincaid, I think. Because
1: you look at Didn't they just sign the, didn't they just sign a tight end? I'm i being dead serious. Did they didn't Cincinnati? Did they sign a tight? end? I feel like they did.
0: No, Maybe they don't I'm have tripping. one. They don't. Yeah, this is Kincaid. I hate this so much, bro. Whatever. Damn. Yeah, they that.
2: lost Hayden Hurst, who yeah. was their starting tight end, and yeah, Kincaid's pretty similar. Uh, play style, yeah. So. No, he,
1: he definitely is there. God, I hate that so much. I want to vomit. Throw throw the whole mock out. I hate it. I hate it. Ugh, disgusting.
2: All right, Ravens on the clock here.
0: Um, receivers, he got downs. That's about it. You like you like Brazil here. I do. Um,
2: But we kind of need a guy to play, like, five. You can play five. You play Gritty in Tennessee at the five. Not an every down edge, but...
0: Or do I... I'm between Merzi,
2: but my take there is we can sign Calais back for cheap and he'll retire after one year, so he'll be a good just fit. Plus he already knows the defense and he's a leader and yeah. all that stuff. I'm also Brings thinking corner. You have Cam Smith and Emmanuel Forbes. Yeah. You got Keely Ringo. Yeah. And I'm also thinking guard but I think they can get by with getting like a third or fourth round guard to compete with Ben Cleveland for the left guard opening.
1: Yeah, I mean, are you going to take Avila here? Are you going to take – who are you taking here to play guard? Yeah, it it would be Avila, but – Well, you think – Schmitz can play guard if you wanted a better player. Yeah. But I think you're
0: better off waiting to get guard. Tough, pretty tough. Great, you guys passing on Johnson
1: is just tough, dude. I get, I get wanting to move back, but
0: I think here we have,
1: I like Cam Smith here.
0: I do too, he's probably the safest pick. We can't go edge. Spent too much on edge. That's so why I suggested Brzee. I think he can play a multitude of roles. But
2: yeah, we go Cam Smith.
1: All right, I like it. I like Cam Smith. Made it the... easy. It's an easy. It should be an easy pick for you at 30 here, based upon the board.
0: Alright, at thirty. Let's see. A lot of D linemen. Um who did they? They lost Hargrave and what? Grant? No, they re-signed he, No, Graham. I think he's back for a year. He's back for a year. So Brazil makes sense. Sam Cansey, dude. Gotta be, it's gotta be him or Cancy.
2: Yeah, I think we're going for Z. I think I like it. It's value plus it fills. He's a little more versatile than Cansey. Yeah, and I think it'll better fill that Hargrave void.
0: Yeah, I I get it.
1: I like it. All right, I got the Chiefs here at thirty-one. This is pretty easy. I'm going Darnell Wright. They need a right tackle, man. Andrew Wiley left. They they don't like Lucas Niang. It's, it's mail it in. It Darnell Wright. That's easy to me.
0: All right. So
1: in some interesting names we didn't get in the first round here. Uh, did not have any edges outside of the, the main five we talked about. Uh, no Keon White here. Um no collage you in the first round no no keely ringo that's another that's a name people are going to see no jameer gibbs no darnell washington in the first round which again could very well happen but yeah um yeah i think this isn't no, no linebackers obviously i thought buffalo was a place one could go um but again i think they've got to address that offensive line for um again you'll get torrance instead of uh trying to little up the defense and they can go sign a vet uh, linebacker. There's a lot of guys in the market right now. I believe they also signed Jermaine Pratt. No, that was Cincinnati's on Jermaine Pratt. Never mind.
2: Yeah. Know. They re-signed him.
1: Yeah. Man, him, him and jo- Joseph. Also, I got to have a talk. It's off topic, but they had a little chat after those postgame comments from Pratt, but that's the first mm-hmm. mock draft Monday. That's concluded right about an hour and 20. Not bad considering we talked, you know, 20 minutes, to start the episode on, uh, on our rankings adjustment and in the, in the trade of the top 10 or in the, or in, top 10, in within the top 10, uh, with Carolina going to one and bears going back to nine. So, um, yeah, I don't look at this mock bug. Like, oh man, we could have done something different here. Like I think it's a solid mock. Obviously there's, you know, things are going to change. It's going to look different and it's going to look different next week. I promise you that. So, um, but I, I like this mock a lot. I think it's, it's different. They got some good trades in here. It's, it's unique it's not chalk. Um, so that's nice to see as well.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think overall it's, it is unique, but I think it's also realistic in the way that, you know, what positions were drafted based off, you know, what teams took what positions and based off what the board was, what route are they thinking? And I think those are all realistic scenarios that we could see on day one. Um, we had three trades. We had Tennessee and Chicago flopping from nine to eleven. Tennessee moving up to get Will Lewis. We had Jacksonville going from twenty-four to twenty, um, and also giving up a third to get Deontay Banks. Um, we had the Ravens moving down and the Saints moving up from twenty-nine to twenty-two, giving up a third as well um, to get Miles Murphy, who's you know fell down the board a little bit. So honestly, a pretty good. Uh, well-rounded draft i think we have all guys that could very realistically go in the first round if not first round lock nobody going in the first um that was a super you know surprise like a big surprise i think all these guys you know you see them go in the first round you're like oh i mean that makes sense like they must have wanted him higher on their board and stuff like that so i like it i think overall they're a pretty good job trying to figure out you know who's going to where and yeah looking forward to next week's
1: yeah no i think like like you said it's try to do the best to kind of get an accurate kind of picture of what we think is going to happen um not going to be perfect um you know i'm going to try and kind of spice it up next week with whatever we do um obviously we haven't we haven't discussed what we're going to do next week um probably a little too early for a second round mock we got to wait for you know, some stuff to kind of cool off in free agency and kind of get some more answers. You know, what do the Jets do with their picks? You know, what does what Green Bay get in return for Rodgers? Um, again, got to gotta let team needs settle a little bit more. But again, if we switch it up next week, I mean, uh, I'm certainly going to go different directions with picks. I mean, if I pick for the Chargers again, I probably won't pick Bijan again. I'm going to try and see different scenarios. Like, I'm going to try and find a spot for Bijan in the top 15 next week, just because I think that's could happen. I think I want to, part of us doing this is to kind of talk through different scenarios and say, hey, like, like, man, I, I, I'd never thought about, um, you know, Tennessee going up to get Levis, but if he falls down the board like that, which very well could happen on draft night, shoot, they could go get him. They're good. They, they're a team. That's kind of a no man's land with you know, they're probably not going to be bad enough to pick top top five next year to get a quarterback, but it's also like, man, opportunity to present itself. You gotta go do it. So, um, yeah, I think that was really fun. I think that, you know, another team fit that I really haven't seen a lot of was Murphy to the saints as well. Um, You know, I've seen a lot of these before. Um, You know, I think Quentin Johnson to 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 Minnesota is different as well. Um, I really liked your pick of of Scaronzi to the the Patriots as well. That's one we haven't necessarily talked a ton about, haven't seen a ton about. um, That I like that fit a lot as well as um just kind of overall again, it's unique, but it's not outlandish. It's not you know totally outrageous and and um kind of out of the norm it's just it's unique but it's, it's it's accurate like you said i think it's it's realistic what could happen um as of right now obviously that can change in six weeks though so right. that's the beauty that's the beauty in mock drafts though right that's 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 the name of the game
2: yep so it's all about um you know that's why we're putting a new one out each week for the next six weeks uh this is the first one of six so plenty of stuff to change uh you know the order of what teams are picking where could change and team needs are going to change, um, you know, as they sign guys from free agency, you know, extend guys, uh, what have you. So a lot of stuff to go down. Obviously, trades are always an option, you know, whether it be within picks or with players involved. Um, I think it's all possible. So this is currently a scenario that we're thinking it will play out um, just in terms of, you know, it's mixed with a little bit of some hotter takes along with very realistic takes. So, um, definitely a reasonable scenario, you know, one to 31, I think is all reasonable. And next we're going to have some different. So stay tuned. Um, you know, we're going to have something different each week and we will have episode 43 for y'all on Friday. And then a week from Monday, every Monday, we're going to have a mock draft. So stay tuned for mock draft 2.0. Um, you know, hopefully some stuff changes, some signings uh, go through, some picks are ch- traded uh, to make it a little more interesting. But without that, uh, without anything else, I think that'll pretty much wrap it up.
1: I think, I think you hit everything kind of the nail on the head there. Um, another mock draft Monday next week. Obviously, we'll talk um, kind of throughout the week and figure out what we want to do, how we want to change it up a little bit. Um, but that kind of wraps up first mock draft Monday. Really exciting, really fun. Um, this is my favorite time of the year, um, you know, to do you know NFL content. So. Um, we're looking forward to doing the next mock draft Monday and, uh, we'll see you guys in the cold seat episode later this week.
2: Yeah, for sure. See y'all soon.